Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here with me, Daniel. And Aaron. And we have got our final group preview, Group D. Aaron, your fiercest rivals are in this group. Before we dive in and have a look at their fortune and how they are getting on, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Give us a like if you have been enjoying these videos. This is the last group preview, so we do have all the other ones available now if you haven't seen them already, so go and give them a watch and a like as well. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are at UCL Fantasy Pod, and we are working with at all about FPL, so give them a follow as well. Aaron, Inter Milan, your nemesis. They, uh, they've had a couple of interesting signings. Korea, is that Korea from Lazio that they signed? I didn't look. Uh, I believe it is. Um, yes, it is. Because it's the and same manager, same manager yeah. from Lazio. And uh, Denzel Dumfries, obviously the fantasy Euro hero. Um, yeah, he hasn't been there long enough to uh, to have played any of the games, I don't think. And maybe he could have played, uh, was it today they played or yesterday? I keep on forgetting. Uh, the, the played today, today, wasn't it? Yeah, they were the early kickoff, 2-2. 2-2. So they won the first game of the season 4-0. They won the second game of the season 3-1. And they drew with Sampdoria away today 2-2. Handanovic is the goalkeeper. They do play a back three of uh, Sunyar, De Vrij. Bastoni played the first two games and DiMarco came in today. He um, he got a goal today, DiMarco. Good for you, mate. Darmian is the right wing back. He has one assist this season. Perisic is the left wing back. No attack and returns. And in the middle consistently is Barella, who has an assist in every single game this season. Brozovic, who has done absolutely nothing attacking-wise. And uh, Chalanoglu, who has one goal and one assist, and that was in the first game. He's done, done nothing since uh, in terms of attack and returns. Up front, the first game, Sensi played, um, was then subbed off for Vidal. If you if you remember him, Arturo Vidal, he got a goal and an assist off the bench. Um, and they also played Edin Dzeko, who has played every game. He has a goal and assist, and they were both in the first game as well. For the last two games, Lataro Martinez has came in. He has a goal in both of those games, so one apiece. And in that, sec- uh, in that first game for him, in Milan's second game, the 3-1 win, he came off for Korea, who got two goals. So the score run a plenty. They are sharing them by the- uh, discount Vidal. I don't think he's going to be getting many minutes at 142 years old. I think, um, obviously, you've got Dzeko, Lataro Martinez and Korea. They seem to be the three main goal threats. And Barella is obviously doing excellently with his assists. In uh, just one more goal that I haven't mentioned, Srinyar scored in the first game. So the defenders are chipping in as well. I imagine they're from set pieces. You watch uh, Serie A properly, Aaron. What have you made of Inter Milan? Start their team, their prospects for this group. I think Inter Milan, I prefer this Inter Milan to last year's, which is kind of weird because last year they had a Lukaku. Um, but in terms of an overall squad, it's got they managed to get rid of a lot of their older players because I think the average age last year it was very old. 63, um, I think. It's it's older than Perlo. 
Yeah, they want older than Perlo. <laughs> um, they've still got a lot of them, but I, there's a lot more younger players. Like you've got Sensi and Barella and uh, a couple of others. Um, while last year they had people like Ashley Young and stuff still there. So, yeah, very old. Um, Ericsson, um, Alexi Sanchez, not that Ericsson's particularly old, um, but he's not young either. Yeah, but Alexi Sanchez, obviously, they've still got still, he's um, still Vidal. there. The Broughton Jekyll, mm-hmm. he's not young, he's no mm-hmm. spring chicken, it's, but yeah, it, it does look like the balance is a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like the players to aim for, Dumfries is very interesting. It's an absolute steal that they got him, to be fair, for the amount that they paid for him. His buyout clause was ridiculously low. But in terms of some of the other players, I think they've been overpriced, probably because they were a pot one team. I think Barella is interestingly priced. Korea is interestingly priced, but I think 10 million for Lotaro is too much, especially when 0.5 more, you can get the likes of Mbappe, etc. Yeah. Jekyll at 7.5, I think, is a lot more interesting. Um, but just some of the others, like I remember last year in the Euros, when we were last year, when we did the Euros, <laughs> um, <two months> ago. <laughs> it's just because it's Euro 2020, confusing. Yeah. Me. Um, I said that Screenyar would be a really good defender to get with ball recovery points, but I feel like 5.5 is too much, especially because. DeVry, who's the centre midfield, uh, the centre defender of the three, is five million. I'd rather have DeVry than than Skriniar. And yeah. Dumfries is five million as well, because if he starts straight in, Shalinar Glue, what a traitor. Can't stand him. Um, but <laughs> he he automatically raises the set piece threat of Inter Milan because he's so good at them. Uh, he's done wonders with AC Milan set pieces for years. And yeah, I think in t- having them type of defenders f- for them to aim for, it makes them so dangerous, especially when you've got Jekyll up front. Uh, Lukaku yeah. was good, but it, it, Jekyll's just as, he, he's not as physically intimidating because Lukaku is just massive. But <laughs> Jekyll, you don't want to be marking him either. Yeah, Jekyll's a. <laughs> Big dude, and he's amazing in the air. Let's be honest. He's got such a good head on him. But also it's his position and his timing. He's very, 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 very underrated as a striker, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people always forget his goal in Man City's 3-2 win against QPR. It's like relegated to the depths of time. It's just obviously Aguero and everyone. Who scored the other goals? No one can ever remember Zabala as a Jekos because obviously Jekos was like two minutes beforehand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, without him, you wouldn't have Aguero. I mean, the Aguero moment. Obviously, Sergio Aguero would still exist without an Jekyll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. I've, I had five names written down, and you've named them: Jekyll, Correa, Barre- uh, Barella, Dumfries, and Martinez. I had. They were the ones that I had wrote down. And um, Korea is interesting, but when he's not nailed to play, I don't think he will play. I think it's going to be Jacques and Martinez. 
I think he's going to be coming off the bench. I think that's a bit of a waste. And he proved that he is excellent at this level when he played for Lazio last year. That was a good shout. Credit where it's due from Cameron. He had him in and we sort of went, really? And I think he proved his quality. I think it was excellent for them. Seven million is too much for a player that gets assists for Barella, in my opinion. You need to be getting a goal out of that. Does he get ball recoveries? I don't think so. He's an absolute workhorse. Yeah. I think we saw that in the Euros, yeah. how how tired he was later on in the stages because he, he just covers every blade of grass. And he does really well with a Brozovic-type character who's just a less technically gifted Jorginho. Um, He's he just really good at kind of dictating the, pay, the play. And Barella does really well with that kind of player because he's willing to do all the running so that Brozovic or Jorginho don't have to. Yeah. So I think in as a partnership, they do really well. Uh, yeah, Dumfries is hasn't played yet, so I'll not be going Yarum until he starts playing. Once he does, yeah, he's going straight in. Five million. Grazie. Let's move Especially on against to the Real. other teams. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting group, this one, isn't it? Um, Real Madrid. Obviously, they've lost two centre-backs and earned... Another one who, actually, to be fair, I think playing as a left-back at times, which is is nice to see, because I still think Alaba is a better left-back than he is a centre-back. I think he's a very average centre-back. He's fine. He's positionally not very good. Um, They started mixed again, another mixed bag. 1-4-1, drew 3-3. And then won one nil. Their game was suspended, I believe. Oh no, sorry, they are they playing today actually. Some of the Spanish games were suspended. Sevilla Barcelona, for example. Uh, sorry, they play tonight against Celta Vigo. So we don't know the teams yet. They do play fixed four three three, which is lovely for us to try and predict who's going to play. Coutoir in goal. Luca Vasquez played right back for the first two games. Danny Carvajal came in for the 1-0 win and he was the one that got the goal from right back. Militao has played every game at centre-back, so I think that's pretty much nailed. Nacho played the first two games uh, and Alaba played uh, the the most recent game, the 1-0 at left-sided centre-back. Alaba played the first two games at left-back though and got an assist from left-back in the first game. Gutierrez, I don't think I've ever even actually heard of him, Played at left-back for the 1-0 win. Valverde, Casemiro have both played every game. Casemiro has one assist. That's it between them. Modric played the first two games, got an assist. Uh, But Isco came in for the most recent game. Gareth Bale has played every game from right wing. Karen Benzema has played every game up front. He has two goals and three assists. Class as ever, Benzema. Hazard has played the first two games he got an assist but he then got subbed off of Vinicius Jr in both those games and Vinicius Jr scored three goals from them and then started in the 1-0 win but didn't get an attack in return how are you feeling about Real Madrid probably probably group favourites yeah Maybe. I would say I would say so um, 
M. Gutierrez is really interesting. He's a four million defender. Um, so hopefully he keeps starting. If he starts this week, he, he starts could, tonight, then he's probably the go-to four million defender potentially. Um, it, with the others, though, like when I think the injuries to Kreis and Modric open up this midfield in terms of the options because past seasons, it was them three. You're pretty much guaranteed that it was them three starting in the midfield. In Casemiro, you went with him because he was the cheapest one and he got you the most points. But in terms of this midfield, you've got Casemiro 6.5, Valverde, who we had last season, but he's 6 million, which is really interesting. And then... Isco has been playing a lot more. Isco and Gareth Bale. I mean, Gareth Bale's been playing a lot more under Ancelotti than he has probably the whole total minutes under Zidane. So I think that's just going to be really interesting in terms of... Half million midfielder. Could be, like, yeah, and probably starting. Um. It really just depends on who they play tonight because some of the other options, like Isco really struggles with injuries and they've just signed, uh, I think we called it last year, Camavinga. We said that if he had a good season with Ren, Real Madrid will buy him. He did. Yep. Real Madrid bought him. He's 5.5, <laughs> which is really interesting because he's a straight-up box-to-box midfielder. Um, I think that would be an interesting option to have if he starts I don't know about first match day but maybe I wouldn't be going for Real Madrid players first game unless unless he wanted a punt on Benzema at 10 or Casemiro or safe ball recovery points yeah that's fine Casemiro is always fine I think Casemiro scored against them last year if I remember rightly that's a good um, point like I mean this is pretty much other than Sheriff it's just a repeat of last year's group isn't it um. Yes. Yeah. It was Shakhtar. Yeah, it was. Um. And it was Munching Gladbach. We're in instead of Sheriff, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So that at least that's an easier fixture because Munching Gladbach were a really really tasty team last year. Um. And we'll we'll show you very shortly that Sheriff aren't a tasty team at all. Uh, would you be looking at any of the defenders other than? other than that little 4 million Gutierrez. I think there's better options at the price points. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially that first game being in there. Also, like, I do think Gareth Bale could be very tasty at 8.5 at some point, but not the first game. Eden Hazard at 9.5 is a joke. Wouldn't go anywhere near him. <laughs> Marcelo at 5 million. Does the game... Do they have any, like perception of what actually happens there's another joke in here oh Lucas Vasquez a 7 million midfielder when he plays at right back crazy uh, Furlan Mendy I don't know what's really happened to him because he's not played this year I don't know if he's injured or not um, and Vinicius Junior has been priced out as well because he's a forward on the game and I don't understand why because he plays in the same position as Mane for Liverpool, and he's a midfielder. 
because Junior at eight million in midfield, I think is actually a good pick, but I'm not having him as an eight million forward. No way. Mm-hmm. You just pay the extra two million at Benzema. So I think some of the Real Madrid players are a bit disappointing. Militao, if you did want to defend, that would be my choice at five million. You'll get some ball recoveries, but I'd generally, generally stay clear. And the reason why I wouldn't go for like a Carvajal is a uh, injury prone. He's always injured. Let's uh, crack on to Shakhtar then. So they played last night as well, I believe. Um, let's have a look here. So they um, they've had an okay start. They've actually played two Champions League games, which really really helps as ever. Uh, they won the first one 1-0 one and drew the second one 2-2. Two, two. They Just looking back at the last three league games, they've won 3-0, drawn 1-1, one, one, and they won last night 2-0. Um, Piatov looks to be the goalkeeper. Trubin did play the first Champions League game, but Piatov's played every game since. Uh, Dodo and Konoplia have rotated at right back, just making sure, yeah, because they play a four at the back. But Dodo got sent off in the 1 1 draw. So, Connor Player did play yesterday. I think Dodo is the right back. He played both the Champions League games. Um, They've then been messing around a bit in terms of centre backs. Vitao and uh, Krivistov have rotated, but Vitao plays the Champions League game. So, I'd say. He's the one to go for. And I think Marlon is going to be the centre-back as well. So that would be my prediction in terms of a lineup. At left-back, here we go. Matvienko and Ismaili have been rotating. Matvienko has played the Champions League games. Ismaili has played the league games. Make of that what you will. But ultimately, I'm sure you can do better than a Shakhtar Donetsk left-back. In midfield, they either play with a double pivot or one single holding midfielder. Um, I'm just looking through here. Macon has played the Champions League games, whereas Stepanenko has been playing the league game. So again, these are very rotation heavy, this team. No returns from this lot at all. Uh, I think if I'm like looking at people that have played a few games, Alan Patrick has two assists and a goal um, in these games. Tete hasn't done much. He was a bit of a folk hero last year, wasn't he? He was like five million or something and was just absolutely smashing it. He's not really done much this year. Uh, Pedrino, Sudakov, Solomon, Marlos, all with a goal each. It's not very helpful. Solomon has been playing the most games uh, sort of behind the forward who has been rotated. So I know I've seen a lot of people with Triori in there, 6.5 million. He played the first game and the next Champions League game, whereas Sikan played in the league. Triori then scored a pen in a 1-1 draw for the penultimate league game. But the most recently game, Fernando started up front, not Triori. Fernando scored. Then Triori came on for him and Triori scored. Shaq Shaw or just a headache. As I'm sure you are all so bored, listen to me even try to explain that. 
if you want to go for them, knock yourselves out. Uh, Mudrick, 5.5 million. I think um, he's got two assists, but I think it's because he's quite highly owned. I've written him down. Um, I'd say he's an avoid. I'm just doing a double check. Oh, no, he's 0%. I don't know why I've written him down. I, I wouldn't even don't know why I've written that down. I think I was just trying to grasp at straws, genuinely. I've seen a lot of people have Triorim because they're playing Sheriff first game and they want someone to score. But it's not like Shakhtar are blowing teams away anyway. Uh, I do like the Cinder Triori. We looked at him last year for Ajax, didn't we? Um, I think it's the same player. And we liked what he offered. So I can think of worse things, especially if you're on a wild card early or that's a transfer you've booked in. I think the forward spots are a, a bit too precious in this game. And especially when Messi has Bruges and Ronaldo has young boys and Lewandowski is Lewandowski. Haaland is Haaland. Um, I mean, he scored another couple of goals yesterday, I think. or got a goal and assist or something ridiculous. That I don't care if Shakhtar are playing Sheriff. I'm not bothered about a six and a half million forward. What do you think of Shakhtar? I disagree with everything that you've said. To be fair, like there's, they might do well against Sheriff, but it's there's better options for the prices, and it's it's why bring them in to just have to book in a transfer later on. There's not many players where you could be like, all right, I'm going to get them in and then keep them because they might get something. It's with the teams that they're facing, they don't face Sheriff again until like match day five or something. So it's best. I mean, at that price point, it's hard to get like a really good upgrade to someone yes. else. Um, and so and in terms of like wild card and early, not sure. I think we had a comment on YouTube as well asking, should I wildcard early? I think wildcards in this game should be used for getting your team out of a bad situation, kind of like as a safety net rather than using it as an aggression. Like the Euros were so short, so you could get away with it. This is a lot longer of a season. There's a, there's a lot more match days. So um, for me, it's not they're not worth getting into your team, but I'm not. But there is that potential for a high ceiling against Sheriff somehow if they get it, which people might catch you though at the end in the long run. I'd like I've seen some people, um, and I've messaged a few people, and they're wild carding standard wild card in match day two. That's totally enough for me. I'm with you, Aaron. I'll be using it once again, most likely, in the quarterfinals once everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. Or I will use it in the groups if I get red cards and red flags and all this sort of stuff. But I finished really strong last year. I had a really good knockout stage, whereas other people claimed that they were dwindling. And it's because I was able to be completely risky for the round of 16 pick like it doesn't really matter who's going to go through it's just who do I want that I think is going to absolutely smash at this game week and then um, 
when I inevitably have teams and players going out and losing everyone, it's wild card and it was really, really easy um, to keep that momentum going. I think my limitless wild card is where I sort of fell down last year. Uh, when I used that, I am looking this year more of a game week three or game week four because Man City play early game week three and Chelsea play Malmo early game week four. So depending on whether or not Man City team news against Bruges or Chelsea team news against Malmo. Um, what I'd rather have someone like Benzema against Sheriff. So for me, it's a case of have I want three premium forwards and then I can rotate them. Like I'm not rotating my defence and my midfield. What's the point? But with the forwards, I think you can really target. And if you've got Triori in at six and a half, where do you go to if you want wild carding? How are you getting up to when, when Inter Milan play this lot and when Real Madrid play this lot? Uh, well, well, play play a sheriff because I've seen that like want to target sheriff yeah but maybe just time it a bit better that would be my advice I just avoid Shakhtar they were really good last year but they, they fell off a cliff the opening couple of games were great but it was Real Madrid that played when they were at the training ground and yeah they were, they were surprising they were explosive but we also saw some things last year when we were doing our group previews where we thought these look like, you know, you could target certain individuals. Everyone's getting in on the action. You, I've got no idea who I'd pick. N- no idea. Tete is the one that you think, oh, yes, he did well last year. He's done nothing in the league this year. I think Alan Patrick is the clear favourite in terms of has the most returns so far. I don't know how much he is though. Let's have Alan Patrick. 6.5. Six mm-hmm. Is that what you want? A six and a half million Shakhtar midfielder? Not for me. Uh, let's go into the group's potential whipping boys. Sheriff, Tiraspol. If we have any Sheriff fans that listen, I don't think we do. But if we do, give us a shout. Just uh, send us a DM or or just tweet with at we. Um at us, sorry, I'm speaking in my uh, Geordie dialect there that they will not understand. Um, would like to know more? Love to know more. It's We can't get Moldovan football over here. I haven't even been able to get a lot of the statistics for these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Uh, I do have a, them from the, UC, the UCL gamers mainly, um, in which they won 3-0, drew 0-0, but got battered in that 0-0. And won again 2-0. I've had to sort of pick and choose my games. I can't get anything from the Moldovan League. Nothing. In terms of their teams, uh, I th- oh, here we go. This is who um, Matt had in his team, is it? Oh, Athenasiadis? yeah. It sounds Greek. It's all Greek to me. He's the goalkeeper anyway. Um. I'm just going to go through players that I can see have played most of the games. So, Arbor leader, Dolanto, Addo, Thiel, Triore, who has two goals, Kolovos, who has one goal, Jansani has a goal and an assist, and Enrique uh, has one assist. I've named some players there. 
Uh, the only two I've really got written down is Triore and Yansane at five and a half million each. If you want to go for an ultimate pun, Aaron, have you got any opinions whatsoever on Sheriff? I'm guessing I couldn't find anything player. in all fairness. I, I just think that it's amazing that and what an advert it is for the league to be able to get a team here this far. Unbelievable. So, and the amount of money that not that it's like a I'm talking as if it's like a non-league team coming to face like a team like Manchester United in the FA Cup but in reality we have nothing on these teams and they're going to be facing Real Madrid like the kings of Europe are going to be coming to their stadium unbelievable for, for a Champions League game which is just absolutely class so well played to them and I, I'm Going in with no expectations. So normally when I do that with movies, they end up really good. So I'm hoping that they'll do the same. I think they're going to get absolutely battered in every single game. However, I'm I'm there. I am going to be an armchair supporter for them. I'd love it if they could pick up some points. I don't see why they can't pick up some points against Shakhtar. I think Shakhtar are the better team. But at a home crowd... And, you know, the might, I, I don't know because I don't know, I don't even know what colour the kit is. I don't know what the stadium's like. But, I mean, they could go for some very old-school guerrilla warfare tactics of, like, having a messy pitch, the grass being really long so Real Madrid can't play the ball around quickly, the pitch breaks up, get just trying all of these things. Obviously, the crowd's going to be really important, I imagine, that football is fine for for them in Moldova in terms of having capacity stadiums. And it's just going to be so interesting to watch. I want to try and watch as many of their games as possible. If any of their games are on TV, they'll be the ones that I want to watch. Just That's why we do this podcast for random teams like this. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why we started, to encourage us to watch other football. And this is it. A triori at five and a half million, I think, for a midfielder. Why not? If you want the fairy tale. But, yeah. um, I think it's going to be like when San Marino scored their first ever international goal. I think they were losing like 11-0, but they scored. And when they did, it was like Insane. they just won a cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm guessing you you don't have any players. Did Could you even find any when you were looking for you? No. It, to be fair, like in terms of people who have selected them for their team... There's a couple of people who, like, I know we had Matt on the live stream, but even the goalkeeper has 0% owned. So you've got uh, Kojakari, Kojakaru, and Ado. They're the only players who are owned, and all of them are 4.5 mids. So it's probably yeah. just as a, a price point type of thing. Yeah, for anyone that does have any of those players, from what I, from the information that I could find, so I'm sorry if this isn't 100% accurate. Uh, none of them play. Not as, Oh, Ado, sorry. Totally my mistake. Ado does play. Four and a half million mid. Played both games that I have data for. Um, from what I can see, Kojokaru and Kojokari, just double checking, haven't played. And one other player that I, I didn't mention before, sorry, actually, Cristiano, um, he has played both games. He's played. He plays right back and left back, he, and he has an assist from fullback in the Champions League. 
Um, I've got no idea how much he is or whether you'd possibly ever dream of having a 4.5 million defender. No, not for Sheriff. Not for Sheriff in this group. Avoid. Uh, I think so far, obviously, this is our last group preview anyway. Me and Aaron don't actually have a main event team. We have our, our own teams. So this year, we are going to do a main event team that are made up of maverick picks and differentials. So I think Triore should should perhaps be one of our five, one of our midfielders, one of our five midfielders. Let's do it. Just that that's <laughs> yeah. the sort of the caliber that we're going for here. We're, I think we've got like three or four four million defenders. Just from doing this, you already think I don't have the balls to put them in my actual team. But I'd that's love to just teams for yeah. I think that I think he should be one of them. But we'll see. We are going to do a live stream. Uh, on a Tuesday before the Champions League kicks off. We'll invite Nathan and Cameron on because we know that a lot of people love seeing their team reveals, two great characters. Whether they can make it or not, I don't know. We'll have to see. Hopefully they're not at work or anything. Aaron, how do you think this group's going to go? Real Madrid first, Inter Milan second, Shakhtar third, Sheriff fourth. I am going to go with Inter Milan first. Pow. And then Real Madrid, and then Shakhtar, and then Sheriff. It's trying to be a bit different within that. Also, I know it'll annoy you if they finish top. Yeah. So, well, it, most of my gripe with them in Europe was Antonio Conte. He's not there anymore. So, yeah, I just think in Milan are going to have uh, an aging Hazard and Bale's number. Benzema can't do it all on his own. So I just think, I think Martinez is going to be really good against their defence. I, I don't really rate Real too highly. So yeah, I just think, because obviously when you look at who's going to finish top and bottom, it's about consistency sometimes and about those key key matches. Who do I think is going to win between Inter Milan and Real Madrid effectively? I also think Inter Milan will probably have an easier time against Sheriff because I do think Sheriff are going to batter their pitch to bits. And I just think that probably suits knocking the ball high into into Jeco. In just Jeco uh, against Sheriff. That's going to be nice, I think. Uh, your Jeco or Martinez against Sheriff. That's true. Benzema against Sheriff. I just think you need for me have three premium strikers and then just start jumping to target fixtures. And that'll be in match day three and four as well. So there you go. There's your another limitless. Pick for you, Inter against Sheriff. That was that for match day four, is it? For both ma- three and four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Then. Um, lots of sort of digest, but that is us done for group previews. We have a live stream tomorrow, uh, and that is with Kevin Wolf, who did amazingly well last year. Uh, Could have already been out by the time this episode is. Yeah, it might even actually already be out by the time this one gets. uh, Check that out. Yeah, check it out. And like I say, we'll be on a live stream on Tuesday doing all of our team reveals and we will be creating our main event differential Mavericks team for us to support as well. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you if you've listened to all of our podcasts. Thank you if you've shared them. Abdul, I'm looking at you. Uh, (laughs) plugging before we even get the chance to so thanks for that mate and we will see you for our live streams and 
if you don't get a chance to watch us before then, best of luck for this season. It's going to be amazing. We'll love the Champions League. And thank goodness there is no Super League. So take care now and we'll see you shortly. Bye.